Parshas Truma is the home of the Mishkan, which was the home of Hashem, as it were. And this home of Hashem was built from some of the most incredibly elegant and mysterious artwork, but none perhaps more elegant and mysterious than that which was found on the Aron HaKodesh. On top of the Golden Ark, on the Kaporas, were these two golden kruvim. And what exactly were these kruvim, these cherubs? We assume that they were some type of angels based on how we've been taught and based on perhaps sketches that we've seen from our childhood. But what in fact were these kruvim? And more importantly, what was their purpose? And perhaps we could only know for sure if we enter another dimension, one not only of pshat, but of remez, drash, and sod. So journey with me into a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Paradise. Welcome to the Parsha Paradise, or Parsha Paradise, here at the database of Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week's Parsha is Parsha's Truma. And if you enjoy shiurim like these and you want to partner up with us, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com to give a donation or sponsorship to support the Torah that we do here. Anyway, returning to the Kruven, looking at the Pashup shot, and once again, we've said that they were, they resembled some kinds of angels, and what exactly the angels look like. We have different depictions, but they appear to be winged creatures, and that is what we uh, find in the Torah. When the Torah describes the Kruven, they have wings. However, if you look at some of the Rishonim, you'll see um, some different explanations. So the Rashbam to Shmos he suggests that the Kruvim resembled birds, which sort of makes sense that they, they did have wings, but says the Rashbam they had children's faces. And this seems to be based on the Gemara. The Gemara indicates seemingly al-pipshat that the word Kruvim is actually a derivative of the Aramaic word for child, Ravia. Kruvim means Keravia. This can be found in the Gemara in Sukkah on Daf Hayam or in Chagiga on Daf Yud Gimel and this, is, once again, seems to be the Pashup shot that the Kruvim were angelic figures with, with um, children's faces. Now, the Ibn Ezra, however, suggests that while the Masorah indicates that the Kruvim on the Aron had children's faces, Al-Pipshat, the word Kruvim actually more broadly connotes forms. It's a, it's, a, it's a very vague term, and it possibly couldn't be the forms of all kinds of creatures, as we find different um, Kruvim that were also in the Mishkan, not just on the Aron. And in other contexts in Tanakh, that perhaps the Kruvim can refer to all kinds of forms. And maybe the Ibn Ezra would assume that the Gemara's derivation of the word Kruvim um, as reference to children, that could be understood as a non-literal drasha. Moving over to Remez, the Balaturim has a number of observations on Remazim. And we'll mention just a couple of them here. Balaturim first comments that the two Kruvim atop the Aron, with their faces positioned, Ish el a man toward his friend, actually resemble a pair of friends, Chaverim, perhaps Chavrusas, engaged in Devrei Torah. He also comments that the words, Shnei HaKruvim, literally the two Kruvim, in Gematria, numerical value, they equal Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. Now, that happens to be they equal in Makola. They're off by one. We'll explain that in a moment. But apparently, in this way, says the Balaturim, the Kruvim were meant to invoke our schus avos, our patrilineal merit of the avos. Um, and you could, su- you could suggest perhaps that the names of the avos, which equal 638, which were one more than 
Shneha uh, Kurvin, which equals 637. And the, the fact that the Avos are up by one might be suggestive of the fact that the Avos transcended the angels. After all, Yaakov did battle with an angel and succeeded. So that might explain why the Avos are one more than the Kurvin. Now, to bolster this remez, though, the Baltern points out that really together, the two Kruvim and Moshe Rabbeinu form a trio, they form a threesome, which corresponds to the two Avos. And the Baltern explains that Moshe Rabbeinu should rightfully be grouped with the two Kruvim, and he, and he suggests this based on the Pasuk, which says that Hashem spoke to Moshe, Mi bein shnei ha-kruvim. Hashem spoke to Moshe from between the two kruvim. However, look at the words, mi bein shnei ha-kruvim. Look at the Rashi tables, the abbreviation. Mi bein, so we have a mem, shnei, we have the letter shin, and ha-kruvim. The kruvim, we have the letter hey. Mem shin hey spells out the name of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the two kruvim and Moshe Rabbeinu correspond to the Avos. Moving on to another drasha. Besides for what we mentioned above, Zigmar in Yoma, and Daf Ayin Dalad Amad Aleph, which depicts the faces of the Kruvim as those of a boy and a girl. Not just necessarily two friends like we mentioned above, but that they had the faces of a male and a female. The fact that they were a boy, a young boy and a young girl, together, this is symbolic of the pristine combination of innocence, the innocence of a child on the one hand, and matri- uh, you know, uh, marital unity on the other hand, that they were a boy and a girl, um, representing the highest level of, of shalom bias um, paired once again with this tamimus. Finally, moving on to Sod, perhaps tying several of the above explanations together, the Zohar and Chelek Aleph and Aleph Amidbeis, so that's 1-1-B, the Zohar explains that the sound of children engaged in Torah study is what sustains the world and causes the Avos to appear, whatever that means. And he adds that the world is only sustained for their sake, and he cites a Pasuk and Shirim in deference to these children. In Aleph Yud Aleph, so he cites the Pasuk, Tore Zahav Na'aselach, golden necklets we will make for you, saying that this is, Zohar says this is, an, um, he elaborates that this verse is a reference to the children and young men who learn Torah, and he cites the Kruvim as his source, with a parallel Pasuk from our Parsha. For the Pasuk in Shirashirim says, Tore Zahav Na'aselach, this Pasuk says, V'yasisa Shnaim Kruvim Zahav, and you shall make two golden Kruvim. We should all be zoche to derive all the benefits of the kruvim, from the pilpul chaverim, to the schus avos, to shalom bias, and of course to the sound of children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, all engaged in Torah learning. And eventually we should be zoche to the return of the original kruvim, with the binyan bayish shlishi and the coming of Mashiach and Herbimenu. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and thank you for joining us here at the Database.